Blog Talk Radio. Probably at its worst. 
um, as far as when the tennis was happening. And he said he didn't, he didn't notice it and he wasn't bothered by it. But that same very day, there were multiple players on Twitter complaining about it and really kind of dogging the top players, especially uh, Federer and Rafa for not speaking up on their behalf to, you know, say, hey, we shouldn't have to breathe this mess. So it's an issue, but it's not an issue for everyone. Mm, I get it. So so pretty much it's like, I guess I guess at this point is, you know, nothing more to see here. Business as usual, let's move along. I mean, what are they going to do? Um they're not yeah. going to cancel it. Maybe they should. I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't know, but it, that's not happening. It's, it's too much money. <laughs> it's a, it's a business after all. They're not going to, it would take every single person to say, I'm not going to play in order for that tournament to not happen. So they will go on. Something catastrophic mm. will have to happen, unfortunately, for them to, to suspend play due to, you know, air quality. This is kind of related, but I know that uh, you normally travel to tennis matches and tennis tournaments. Um, have you ever been? Have you ever taken an Australian Open? If not, this is how I have you're not. Um, my no, I my partner Andrine on my podcast actually went last year, um, but she's based okay. in LA, so it's a little bit of a shorter trip for her than it would be for me. I honestly right. have zero desire to ever go there unless I can get on like this supersonic plane because it would take me a day to travel and I don't <laughs> want to do that. I mean, the plane ride, you know, from the West Coast is still something crazy like 12, 14 hours or something and I just and a half. I did I wouldn't I I don't want to do that. I would never want to do yeah, that. Well, you know what? We went That's there, crazy. like like we went to, yeah, we like we went to Sydney. My wife happened to find some cheap tickets, um, like going on four years ago actually, and that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing. That I never felt jet lag like that before in my life, because we had a layover in L.A. on the way over there from from Cincinnati, and sis, when I tell you that, I mean, this jet lag <laughs> feels like so. Peter would beat you upside the head. That's how bad yeah. the jet lag was. And I was waking up at 2 in the morning wide-eyed. I mean, thank God right, our hotel right. had, a, had like a halfway room that's 24 hours. But anyway, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you this. It's worth when you get to Australia, at least Sydney, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And the that's people, the locals there, the, the locals there were treated us like Let's put it this way. I forgot I was black. That's how well the locals treated us there. Wow, that's impressive. Well done, Australia. Yeah, we, I, seriously, I mean, the, the the locals are very friendly to us. I mean, they picked up on us on our accent. They knew all right away that we were American. And so people were showing mm-hmm. us around. Like, we ran to random passersby at a museum the first day we were there. And even when we hang out on the wharfs every morning, Watch our son play, or we hung out. People were down. The people were great, and it was just very, very, very beautiful. It's, a, it's, it's well, one of those you know, places that was, where you might. That, that was four years ago, and we aren't liked so much in the world anymore. Thank you, Mr. Trump. So I don't know if 
if you would be that fortunate <laughs> right. in 2020. <laughs> Well, well, maybe they feel sorry for us. And <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Maybe. Let's, let's get back to tennis before we lose our minds. Um, yeah, let's start with the women's tennis. So, basically, of course, we're in the second and third rounds, depending on which message you follow. Um, you know, we have our America still still going strong. We have Coco Golf, take, like, taking on Naomi Osaka. Um like, I think tomorrow, and also, like, uh, Master Keys advanced early today, as well as Serena, of course, um, and a few others. Allison Risk, for one, will be taking on Julia George tomorrow. But uh, there's one going on, about to go on right now, and Taylor Townsend and a few others. So what has, what will be, like, the left core going in further, what should we watch for, at least on the women's side? Uh, like, who's hot, who's peaking? Um, so I think we need to keep a close eye on Serena. Uh, she won mm. the warm up one of the warm up tournaments coming into this. So this was her first title right. since 2017. Okay. She wants this. She does well there. Um, the field is strong, but she. Right. She needed a big win, and she got it, and I think that's going to motivate her. She looks fit. She's moving well. So I think the tournament is hers to take. Um, Somebody is going to have to snatch that from her. Um, She won't give it up easily. I am super excited about Coco Goff. I'm not happy that she had to play Venus Williams in round one, just like Wimbledon, Um, but she got the win. She is amazing, and she's only going to get better. Um, her section of the draw, if she can get it, – it's tough. She's, I mean, she's had to beat Venus, which is no small feat. She has got to play Naomi Osaka, um, as you said, in the next round. Naomi is playing solid tennis. Um, and then she'll have to get through Serena. So all you've got all of these players packed into this uh, part of the draw. It'll be tough. I think um, I think there's a good possibility that our winner comes from this piece of the draw. Taylor Townsend, <clears throat> we talked about before a little bit about her in the drama that she went through with the USTA and being denied sponsorship and help because of her weight, and they said she wasn't fit enough. Taylor Townsend has hit the gym. Bitch got abs. Mm. She is looking good, and I love her game. I love it. And she's young, and she's motivated. I, um, She can trouble anybody. She can trouble anybody. She's a servant volleyer, and people just don't play that brand of tennis anymore. So when an opponent comes up to somebody that serves and volleys almost every single point and who's good at it, which she really is, it can really throw them off their own game and disrupt their other, you know, she can disrupt her opponent's rhythm. So I'm excited about her. I love watching her. And She's gorgeous. I mean, that always helps, right? That girl is beautiful. Sloan Stevens already fizzled out, so we don't need to talk about her. And her eyelashes, I'm going to suggest that she get rid of all that shit. I'm pretty sure she can't see, which is why she keeps losing matches early in tournaments. Her eyelashes are over the top. 
Sloane Stevens. She's got those damn fake lashes. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You should never be able to see someone's eyelashes on the tennis court. If you can see that, you're doing too much. Get rid of them, Sloane. Get rid of them. Oh, so I is, think she, we, is she already out of the tournament? Yeah, she already lost. Out of the of mind. <laughs> oh. uh, if she lost early in the tournament, she, she played her. before this. She's she's a hot fucking mess. I I'm expecting any day for her to fire Kamal Murray again, even though they say that didn't happen the first time. I'm not buying it. Her coach, I mean. Wow. So, you know, we'll see. So I'm I'm really you know, I really like I really like Coco. I think she can go deep if she can get past Osaka. Um, Osaka is playing good tennis, but she's not really playing great tennis. She was battling some injuries at the end of last year and lost some matches that she probably should have won. Um so we'll see. We'll see. I think the women's draw is uh super, super strong and I'm not gonna be surprised if we get a completely new slam winner. Um, it should be fun. It should be fun to watch because the story could go so many different ways. And just, you know, to touch on Venus, Venus lost, but Venus is not done. Venus is uh, playing the mixed doubles. And, you know, she played the, she played mixed doubles in New York with Francis TFL, but yeah, that didn't really go well. Francis isn't much of a doubles player. Um, So this time around, She's playing for the first time since 1998, when she, and that's the only other time oh. that she played, and she won it. Uh, she played with an American, Justin Gimmelstab, um, and they won. But this time, she has partnered up with the current co-number one doubles player in the world, um, a man out of Colombia. So, you know, we know that Venus is skilled in doubles, and this this should be good. This should be fun. Okay. She's got a good well, partner. Good and yeah, she's almost 40 years old. Do you realize this? 40. Wow. And still playing tennis at a high level. That's just that's top impressive. level. That's just. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, like, that's what I told you last time. People are going to regret when her and, and Serena officially, uh, like, like, retire because. You're not going to yeah. see something like this ever again, this domination from two siblings. No, I don't think so. No, yeah. I don't. Oh, I, I agree. Okay. I don't think we'll see that. So we do have a pair of siblings together. in the draw right now. Well, one of them, there's a, there's a set of twins that are playing right now, uh, Carolina and Christina mm-hmm. Pliskova. Um, Carolina oh. Pliskova, she's – on my podcast, we we call them one that makes money and one that doesn't, because the one twin sister, she's you know nobody even realizes that she's around. She sucks. She loses early. She doesn't do much. And then the other one is really good, and she wins tournaments. And you know she's the one that makes money. <laughs> she's lurking. She but could win. She could totally wrong. win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, right. So, 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 a couple of questions. Um, is Taylor? Which side of the draw is Taylor Townsend on? I'm not really clear on that. Um, you know what? I have a draw right in front of me, and I okay. I don't remember I, because I don't. I mean, she'll do well. She she will do. She'll win some rounds. Um, she is in the quarter with the Pliskova that makes money. 
No. Oh, okay. that's true. She's in the one that doesn't make money. She's in the she's in the draw. She's in the quarter of the draw um, with Muguruza, who is currently playing right now, but just lost his lost his set. With an, and she's with uh, Spitalina. Um, she is okay. in a section with um, a young American. Um, oh my God, I hate when I have to say her name. Amanda Anisimova. She's you know a Russian transplant. She's really good. She's somebody to to keep watch of. So she's got some players and, and also Svetlana Kuznetsova is in her section. Um, but she's at the bottom part of that section. And if she can get out of her upcoming match, she might have a couple easy matches and she may find herself in the second week of a major, which would be great for her. Mm. Mm. I think yeah, an American will... We have a really good chance, I think, for an American to come out of this part of the draw. And then um, there's another girl who last year, her name is a young American, her name is Collins, um, who mm-hmm. she made the semifinals last year. Nobody really knew who she was, and she took out some big names on her way. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing her too. The Americans have, I, I mean, there's a lot of strong American women in this tournament. And see, and you know, I think we'll have a great showing of it because doing outside of Sloan Stevens, of course, she's done well. So uh, they've done well so far. So, I mean, that's great. So uh, to me, I, I think that to your point, we'll definitely have. I think we'll have one in, at least one in the finals. Um, but speaking of which, like who, who aside from the goat Venus, I mean, I saw Venus, but Serena, who else do you think would have a great chance? Uh, Make it to the final, like, 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 like. Who are your favorites outside Serena and maybe Osaka? So just looking, well, see, only Serena or Osaka are going to get to the draw because they're in the same quarter, so they will potentially oh. play in the quarterfinals. Um, so one of oh. them, if they both make it, are not going to get past there. Um, Madison Keys is in the top part of that draw. There's some people there though that. You know, Madison Keys is so goddamn sometimey. So I don't know. If she plays well, she can she can make her way out of there. Um there's some there is an American player in every section of this draw who could come out. And there are so many good players. I mean, I really don't know. I can see Madison Keys getting to the final. I can see Serena getting there. Um, Taylor Townsend, I, that, that's a big ask, but it could happen. Collins could definitely get there, given that, you know, her her part of the draw isn't too stacked, and she was in the semifinal last year. So I, it's, it's tough because, you know, it's like, honestly, you have Serena above everyone and then the rest of the field, and they're pretty even. They're pretty even. Mm-hmm. When Serena's on her game, nobody can touch her. Nobody. Even when she loses them damn finals, it's because she lost focus. It's, there's something going on in her head. It has nothing to do with her opponent. Well, that's not very nice. It has a little bit to do with her opponent. But typically when she's on, nobody can touch her. Nobody. So, I mean, when you when you take her out of the equation – Everybody else is pretty evenly matched. So it's it's really hard to say. It's really hard to just pick someone. I, I don't know. Plus, I don't, you know. Mm. 
I don't, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say they're you unreliable, but they're there's so many. <laughs> you don't fucking know. <laughs> you can't just say that, you know. <laughs> I, you're you're hey, right. Dude, I don't fucking know. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's why I love you. Um, all right. So let's put it this way. If I were to tell you, okay. Uh, so basically, you said Madison Keys is some timey, so I'm not going off. So, would you be okay? What if I give you names? Would you like they have a great chance of getting there? Um, Barty. Um, Ash Barty it ha- has a great chance yes. of getting there. She's she's in the same section as Keys, but she's also in the section with Allison Risk, who is another American who typically plays well on hard courts. Yes. So, um, you know, but she could totally get through there. That would not be a surprise. She, if, uh, but Petra Kvitova is lurking in there too. Petra will be mm-hmm. interesting to watch. She is a player who typically struggles in the heat and has breathing issues. And oh. now we've got this fire issue. So I don't know how, I don't know how that's going to work out for her. If she's playing well, then I would probably look at this section of the draw and call it the Kvitova section. Um, but she, again, mm-hmm. it, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of factors that go into that. So, um, yeah, Ashley Barty could totally come out of there and, you know, she's playing on her home at her home tournament. So that's, right. that's always a, you know, a bit of a bonus. It also helps, right? Um, yeah. So basically give me your, give me your finalist. It's going to put your gun to your head and say, spit me out the, spit me out the, the, the final one. Who would it be? Cut it out. Listen, when I, <laughs> when I filled my, when I filled my draw out, I don't know that I, if I use my head so much, but I definitely used my heart. <laughs> okay. My, my dream final, honest to God, um, would be, I would be, I would love to see Coco come through. I don't think Coco's coming through. Mm. I think she will do well, but I don't think she's going to come through. I would love to see a Serena Williams, Taylor Townsend final. I would love that. Mm. Uh, given where they are in the draw, you know, theoretically yeah. it's possible. Um, I would love that. Do I really believe it's going to happen? No. Serena will probably be there. <laughs> but... I would love that so much, and it's possible. So that's what I'm going with. There you go. So, so don't you, write so that no, down, no okay? Love. I'll write it down. I'll write it down right now. You need a said. So, 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 no love for Halep. She's like she's almost an OG, nah. OG status, but in love with her. You know, I'm just not a Halep fan. I don't pay her too much attention. <laughs> I really you don't. <laughs> Listen, she's in the side. She's in the part of the draw with Belinda Bencic, um, yeah. Donna Beckett. Oh, did Donna went lose? I don't even know. But Christy uh, Collins. What is her first name? Danielle Collins. That's her first name. The American. I was just telling you about. They're slated to to meet in the third round. Should they both get through there? I mean, Halep could come out of there. In my draw, she's not coming out of there. She's really not. Mm. She could. I don't know. Mm. Her her game is better suited to clay. So slow, long rallies. 
I have not heard yet about how fast or slow the courts are playing in Australia. It's supposed to be a fast court. It's not a fast court. It's a slow, fast, it's a slow, hard surface. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to put too much stock in Halep. Right. Gotcha. Okay, so at least there's good news. Your favorite tennis player, Coco Vandeway, is out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why this bitch is still around at all, but hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. Okay, moving to the men's side. Um, okay. Do right now, your boy, um, it's a Medvedev. That a Russian with a hot temper. Yeah, he's, he's playing right now. He's playing some dude. Um, but he's supposed to be one of the favorites. I think he's the fourth seed. He hasn't thrown a gasket. He hasn't blown a gasket yet. So, what do you like a chance for his chances on a like on the men's side? His chances are great. He, I think he makes it to the final. No, he oh, really? doesn't make it to the wow. final. He'll make it to the, he'll, he probably makes it to the semifinal. Um, he is on the same side of the draw as Nadal. He played Nadal okay. in uh, the final uh-huh. of the U.S. Open last year. Everybody thought Nadal was going to just, you know, run over him because mostly because they figured he would just be gassed. He had played so much tennis. Um, he won Cincinnati. And he beat Novak on the way. And um, I don't think anybody just expected him to have any gas in the tank left by the time that he got to Rafa. Um, But he took Rafa five sets. He was down two sets to nothing, and he came back and took it five. This dude is the real deal. He really is. Um, So I think that he has a very, very, very good shot of getting to, he, you know what, he's probably in the final. He's probably the person that comes out of that side. Because Nadal is over there. Um, there's not too many people in Nadal's part of the draw that really have the potential to give him too much trouble. Um, he, right. If Nick Kyrgios is playing well, they'll meet. But then he'll have to play Dominic Team. Dominic Team is usually good for taking out one of your faves and then doing nothing about it. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. But I, yeah, I, I think Medvedev can get to the final, and he will probably meet the Serbian devil Novak Djokovic there. Interesting, interesting. So, speaking of which, so is anyone else aside of Medvedev who's capable of cracking the the the, uh, the big three, a la um, Djokovic, Roger Federer, and Rafa Nadal? Yeah, I mean, there are people lurking. Um, Alexander Zverev does not have a horrible draw, uh, but if he plays to seed and does well, he's going to have to beat Medvedev in the quarterfinals. So, hmm, I don't know if he does that. Um, Kyrgios is going to have to get through Nadal and Dominic team. And Karen, um, oh, God, this Russian guy, named Karen Kachanov. That's it, Kachanov. Um, he's tricky, and he is tough. He 
he's tough. There's a young player that lost that I really actually had going pretty far in my draw on the other side. Uh, his name is Matteo Barantini out of Italy. Oh. He lost his second round match to Tennis Sangren, which I knew that could be tricky. I really was just hoping that Tennis Sangren would lose because he's, you know, a fucking racist trumper and I don't give two shits about him and I, I want him gone. But it didn't happen that way. So he's still around and Barantini is gone. So um, he was somebody that I was hoping could maybe pull through there, but he would have had a lot of people to get through as well because Federer's in that part of the draw. Um, Dominic Team, I mean, you can't ever count him out, but I don't know if we're still calling him a young player. There are players who are younger than him that are doing a little bit better. So, but he's there. He's there. He could be that person. Medvedev could be that person. Alexander Zverev. Um, we've got Stefano Sissipas out of Greece. He could, or yeah, he's he's Greek. Um, he, his part of the draw, he's in Novak's part of the draw. He's got some big wins under his belt. When he plays well, he's fearless. But when he doesn't, God, is he shit. I mean, it's just like one extreme or the other. So there's definitely a lot of potential. Um, but chances are Novak, you know, will get through there. I, I have not seen Federer play yet um, at all this year, honestly. I have seen Novak. Novak looks scary fucking good. He is playing patient tennis. He's letting people think oh. that they have a chance, and then he just kicks it up a notch. He looks scary, scary good and dialed in, and he probably wins. He really does. Or <laughs> Federer beats him in the semifinal and then loses the final because that would be a very Federer thing to do. <laughs> Well, how about this? How about my guy, Gail Monfils? Oh, so Gail Monfils is in Rafa's part of the quarter. He's in the Rafa's quarter of the yeah. draw. Um, so what I'm looking forward to with Gail Monfils is him getting to the third round, hopefully, with the young Canadian, Felix. Agur Alassim, uh, well, however you say his name. I don't know. He's got like five names. <laughs> but <laughs> young black guy out of Canada who um, had a really strong 2019. Um, would love to see him get through here. If he can, he, he, doesn't, have, he doesn't have an easy task, um, but he could do it. He could, Felix could get through there. He, uh, but you know what? Gilmore Fees has to be served by Ivo Karlovich. Gilmore Fees is not the most reliable, so he may not make it to the third round. Listen, these people, sometimes it's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Are you seriously professional people? Like, do better, be more consistent. But, you know, unfortunately they're not. But I would like to see them get to the third round if Gilmore Fees does not make it to the third round and Felix does. I like it. I That's like his chances even better. Yeah, the black guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the black guy for chance. But then you have <laughs> Dominic Team and Kevin Anderson looming there. And then, of course, if he did really, really well and got through, he would, in the quarterfinals, he would probably meet Nadal. Um, but he's young. He's strong. Um, he's 
he was playing well, and then I think, I don't know if he just, I, I, he kind of went away at the end of last year. I don't remember if it was an injury, or I, I honestly don't remember. But I, I would like to see him come through there. You know, he's, he's definitely um, probably in two to three years' time going to cause some serious ruckus on tour because he's already got some big wins under his belt and, you know, gotten uh, deep into tournaments. So I really like where he's going. All right, so give me your two combatants in the men's final. You said Medvedev might be there, so I assume you have him go up against Novak. If he's now on the same side as Novak, he's he's on the opposite side of Novak. Um, I okay. think he gets right. there, okay. and um, if anybody stops Novak, it'll probably be Federer. I don't know who else stops mm. him. I really don't. Um, his part, Novak's part of the draw, doesn't have too much. He doesn't have anything in there that's going to trouble him. Um, Sissy Poss is in there. He would meet him in the quarterfinals. I, I just I don't see that happening. Milos Raonic is in that quarter of the draw. He can trouble people, but this motherfucker is always injured and pulling out, you know, like five minutes before a match because he's got a goddamn hangnail or something. I don't know. It's like he's so – he has more withdrawals than anybody He's always got some fucked up injury. I can't stand him because he'll play like one round and then withdraw. Because, you know, the player withdraws from his tournament after the draw is set, then, and they don't play, somebody else gets in. If you play and retire during that round one match or something, you know, you just, the, the person gets a walkover and you've taken someone else's opportunity. He's never 100% healthy, and he's just boring and weird, and I hate to watch him play. But he could come through there as he well. He has a parent, too. He could. He, he needs love. He needs love. I guess. I mean, give it to him, because <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That's so funny. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Okay. So it would be exciting. Nevertheless, this should be exciting because you know, you, even though we got both got the fans for the men's and women's side, I think it'd be kind of wide open in the sense that you know it's not going to be the same year successful for the most part. There's a lot of great tennis players out there who are left, and uh, it should be it should be good. It should be good. Let's so, hope so I know I'll be watching. You'll be watching. And what? And by the way, just so I can get it right, please tell the listeners when and where to find your podcast. Real Tennis Fan. Tell so you can find the Real Tennis Fan podcast um, really anywhere you get your podcast. You'll find us on YouTube. You'll find us on iTunes. You'll find us on Podbean. You'll find us all over. Feel free to harass us on Twitter. We love that shit. Um, we're not super consistent. You know, like we're three black folks. We get it out when we get it out. I can't tell you that it's a certain day. But we're pretty regular during the slams. I mean, we'll be doing a live show this Sunday. You can follow me on Twitter to find out when at JLR78. Bring it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Ian. We'll talk next week, Seth. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. And there she goes. Uh, Janina Reed, please check out Real Tennis Fans Podcast on YouTube. Like my favorite tennis correspondent, she brings it and she makes me laugh every fucking time. Speaking of stuff to laugh at, 
Um, my partner in crime is him. Got him from the yard. Said HCU Sports. Rest about all things HCU Sports as well. Sleazy Radio on Facebook Live every Tuesday night. The one and only the Wayne Nash is back in the saddle. What's happening, my brother? How are you? Man, I'm trying to figure out whether or not I need to take that intro as an insult or as a compliment. Something to laugh at? You know what? I was thinking about that. I got some of my words. <laughs> We've shared some laughs, dude. So, take it as a yes, compliment. Yes, we have. Hell, fucking, I'm tired. So, just, you, you can laugh at me about that. But, uh, anyway, let's get to it, bro. So, <laughs> all right, so we got chairs out of the way. First of all, right, will you be watching the UFC, I'm sorry, the Australia Open? Do you have any dogs in the fight? I do not have any dogs in the fight. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I'm still stuck in football. I don't even know what to call it, man. This is just huge maze and, and malaise. Uh, like I said before, uh, last week, I'm just coming back from um, – the HBCU Spirit of America Bowl, so I'm still trying to get information okay. from that um, all-star game right. Um, and then, of course, keeping up with everything that's going on within the NFL. XFL is right around the corner, so I'm trying to – I'm in the process right now of writing a story on HBCU players that are um, playing in the XFL this year. Pro Bowl this week, even though I know nobody really watches it, I still like to peek in. So <laughs> I'm still stuck right. in football season in a sense, even though – the basketball season's halfway through, and I still haven't even gotten into that fully yet. So, yeah, it's – yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, I, I'll peek over to see what's going on with the women. Like, of course, I saw that Coco uh, beat Venus for the second time, and, of course, Serena's in right. the thing. So, okay. uh, yep. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm peeking over uh, occasionally to see what's going on. And then, of course, you know, MLB baseball and everything that's going on with that, they're still in the midst of their um, – uh, off season and, and players are still signing. Of course, my Braves just signed Azuna yesterday. Then Peyton, uh, Elon Manning retiring today, and Antonio Brown and his ignorance. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, somebody got to fall to the wayside. And, and, and sorry, tennis, but at least I'm peeking in. At least I'm peeking in. So I don't necessarily have a dog in the fight, but at least I'm peeking. Well, there you go. I just want to see Serena break that woman's record, like Margaret Court's record of twenty. I don't know how many it was. Twenty-four singles, like uh, uh, um, like major tournament titles. I think Serena's sitting on twenty-three. Yeah, I been, think she's tied. We've been anticipating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been eagerly anticipating that win, so she can go ahead and, and break that record. I'm running along there with you. She's been on that spot for like what about a year, year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So something yeah, like that. I wait for the I'm ready for the break of record, tie it. I, I lost count. I think she's tied her. But I think she's going to – I was waiting for the break. So, yeah. So, that will be the end of that. Um, yeah. How about a rough transition from – interesting transition from tennis to baseball? The, the Hall yeah. of Fame, man. The Hall of Fame <laughs> announces two new members. Derek Jita. Not yes. surprising. And Not at all. And, and unfortunately, not unanimous, which I'll get to that fucktard in a moment. And Lori Walker, who I think mm-hmm. this is last year on the ballot, got more than 75% of the votes needed to get an offense, so good for him. Yes. But, man, it still needs the two more members. You know who the two members are? Barry Bonds and Rodney mm-hmm. Clemens. I do not yeah. understand for the life of me 
why those two captains are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's it's the the voters trip me out, man. Like these are the same jokers who a left Derek Jeter off his ballot, which he should have his his his, his uh, voters' rights revoked effectively immediately for that. That's mm. stupid. And yeah. also also voted in the likes of way back in the day, Ty Cobb and. After that, years, decades after that, Kirby Puckett, too, he's a scum. But you won't let Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's just fucking ridiculous. I mean, two guys, before the alleged steroid use, performance mm-hmm. of drug use, they were Hall of Famers before then. Yes, I mean, they were. Barry Bonds was a 5 to a player. He was a four hundred four. He was a four hundred four hundred guy. Four hundred home runs. Four hundred stolen bases. Had eight Gold Gloves. Mm-hmm. Eleven and fourteen All Star appearances. Ten of his twelve Silver Sluggers. These all occurring before his alleged steroid use. Yes. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes. He's but a you know what? He, he needs. It. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. You, you know what also has that stink on it. The attitude towards the media, both of them. Matter of fact, more so with Kurt Schilling, not just his attitude towards the media, but some of his political, not some of, but his political stance as well. That stench is kind of covered over with the easy stench of steroids for the both of them. So you got both of that stink right there, but, you know, a lot of these sports writers are now getting to that age where most of them don't necessarily – uh, remember it too tough, or don't care about it too tough. And remember, their 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 percentage has gone up another year. Uh, um, gone up this year, uh, 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 up to sixty percent. So there's a possibility, especially with a weak ballot next year, that they get in next year. I'm not going to hold my breath, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens next year with that class, like I just told you about. I can't remember who's who's coming in as first first ballot guys, but they're not too impressive. And then with the remaining guys that are left, mm, the only ones you got really are Kurt and Barry. So it, it, either, it either has to be a situation where you either just forgive them for their transgressions, quote unquote, or someone passes them that's completely undeserving again. And we got to sit there and yeah. wonder to ourselves, oh my God, what is it going to take for these dudes to get in? Look, dude, this the voters should vote on the all the players on the field performance. It right? should, yes. The all field yeah. shit has nothing to do with it. I mean, Barry no. Bonds already told, gave you his stats before his alleged PDUs. How about Roger Clemens? He won the yeah. Triple Crown for pitching twice. Yeah, twice. For those who don't know what the Triple Crown of pitching is, it's the leader to win, strikeouts, and earn run average, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. He was yes. also the American League MVP. He won mm-hmm. six of the seven Cy Young Awards. Led the league in strikeouts five times. Led the league in wins four times. And was participated eight of his 11 All-Star appearances before the alleged performance-enhancing drug usage. Yes. Why isn't Clemens in the Hall of Fame? Why, 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 why do, are we looking at that, you know, why is that Kurt Schilling of all cats? has a greater chance to get in the Hall of Fame before Clemens and Bond. That's ridiculous. I know Schilling was all world in the in the uh, playoffs 
probably the best mm-hmm. pitcher of all time. The stats, but where's his regular season stats? They don't they don't compare to that of Roger Clemens, pitcher to pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apples to apples. Yeah. And, I mean, Chile had seventy percent of the vote. Clemens had sixty one. Bonds had sixty point seven. And they're mm-hmm. both on the eighth year. Eighth year on the ballot. Clemens and Ray Bonds are both on the ballot. <laughs> eight years. Eight years, dude. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. Why or why? What? I mean, are you serious? Guess I told what? you why, dude. Look, I know why, but that's still stupid. I mean, look. <laughs> it is dumb. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, first of all, if we're talking, if we're talking purely steroids or PEDs. Mm-hmm. Okay, but last I checked, I'm sorry to scream on the phone at you, but last I checked, but but them and cool. last I checked, the PEDs do not help a player put the bat on the ball. Last no, it I does checked, not. No, it comes from hand-eye coordination and hard work, and mm-hmm. also PEDs do not help get a guy out if you're a pitcher. No, or strike a guy out, or get him the ground out. Okay, that's just that's just that's just. I mean, that's just that's stupid. And plus, these reporters to get all their damn feelings and do the right thing. I mean, you, are you? Do they really think that you can tell the history of baseball, the story of baseball about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds? Do they really think that? No. No, they can't. And then there's no way in the world that you can, especially if you're one of these current days uh, baseball writers, because chances are you grew up during the home run race between Bonds and um, – I'm sorry, not Bonds, but uh, between McGuire and Sosa. And Bonds was during that right. era as well. So you saw the three of them doing what they did, and, and, and it probably brought, you, uh, it brought your attention to the game because at that point in time, baseball was floundering. And then, of course, home right. run race in 99 – Bing, 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 brought everybody back. Matter of fact, Bonds was involved in that race, if memory serves me correctly. It was that last month, month and a half where he started to fall off, or I shouldn't even say fall off, where where uh, uh, McGuire and Sosa exploded towards the end of that, that yeah. season, which, which led them uh-huh. uh, into the infamous, what was it, uh, 70, 72? Home runs that year? I can't remember yeah. what that number was. It, was. it was astronomical. I, I just remember it vividly because I remember – uh, 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 where I was the day that the mark, the um, the original mark was broken, and um, yeah, it was it was insane, man. And, and like I said, a lot of these riders were probably brought to baseball because of that. So yeah, it's, it's gonna come a time. It's it's still those older guys who are out there who still have boats who are still salty about whatever they whatever bonds and, and Clemens has done to them personally or someone that they know. That they're still sticking on to that and still holding on to that, but next year will be very interesting because, like I said before, who else you want to vote for? Yeah, it's it's, it's still man. I mean, as fun as that summer was between Bonds, I mean, at first it was Bonds, uh, 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 um, McGuire, and Sosa before it became Bonds. I'm sorry, before it became Sosa and 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 McGuire. Yeah. Um, but, you know, still. I mean, and they kiss McGuire's ass more than. <laughs> that's they sure did. This is wrong. It's totally wrong. They, 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 they sure did. It's totally but, wrong. 
Yeah, but the whole thing is, man, my guess, and this is probably a small percentage of the the writers, a lot of them, of course, we know that they took PEDs in order to prolong their career. And there are probably some sports writers out there who are upset because these guys probably obtained what I like to call longevity numbers. And and since Mm -hmm. we're on the subject, uh, Eli Manning is one of those longevity numbers guys. And and because of that in those two Super Bowls, we'll talk about him in the probably. Yeah, that's the, that's the pretty much the reason why that Bama gets to the the, the hall. That's a whole other argument, which we'll have in a couple of minutes. But yeah, they're concerned about right. these longevity numbers that these guys were attempting to obtain, or not, not even just longevity numbers, but longevity money. Because you know, you, if you're good at what you do, you know, you want to go ahead and prolong your career as long as you feel as though that you can play. And if, if they feel as though they can still play, you know, everybody. I'm not going to say everyone cheated in order to help prolong their careers. People took action. You know, uh, 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 Tom Brady, you know, I'm not saying that he's cheating, but Tom Brady does flexibility stuff in order to prolong his career in terms of his uh, of muscle, muscle pliability because of his age. And, and people, people work out to a certain degree, better health, whatever they can do in order to prolong their careers. And that was one of the ways that they did it, unfortunately, with the PED. But, like you said before, it doesn't help with eye-hand-eye coordination, and it sure don't help out with uh, pitch placement. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and even, okay, and even with the damn PED argument, why was Fuzzy let that in on the the first ballot? He was one of those guys who was alleged to take one of those, some of those PEDs as well to the Balfour scandal. Yeah. Why is he in the Hall of Fame? First ballot. It was first ballot. Why the hell is he in the Hall of Fame? I'm sorry, who was that again that you said? Fudge Rodriguez. Yvonne Rodriguez. Yvonne Rodriguez, yeah. I'm trying to remember, was he one of, yeah, he is in. I'm trying to remember, was he one of the ones that came out and apologized? I can't remember. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. If you have one of them, and and I think uh, 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 Craig Baggio is in as well. I think he was also yeah. last, along with um, uh, 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 the used to play. I mean, Bagwell. Uh, God damn it! What's his name used to play for the Mets? Uh, used to play for the Dodgers as a catcher. Get his name. God damn it! It well, just escaped my mind. Remember, Pudge? Pudge used to play for the Mets. But yeah, Pudge is that's one of the things too. These were people who were highly liked by the fans and the writers. So it was kind of – it's a little bit easier to, to forgive them since they were so liked and, and they were huge fan favorites. So it was like – and Pudge was one of the best at his position during his era. So it's so so are they. But once again, Mike Piazza, it all goes back to being like Mike Piazza. That's right, with the Mets and the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Piazza, another, yeah. One of those, another one of those fan favorite guys that everyone loved. And so, yeah, that's yeah. so nice. I mean, it's so look. I I like Piazza and Pudge as much as a vexed cat and fan. Yeah, but that's that's bullshit. Let the those guys are in the Hall of Fame because also because obviously that they, they could play. They were both the best of their one of the, among the best of their positions. Uh, yeah, you know, both being the best, two of the best catchers who ever played the game. I, I get it. I totally get it. But Come on. You got those two guys in, especially Pudge. 
but you don't have Bond, North Clintons, and the whole thing. That's that's it's totally wrong. It's, it's so wrong. It's highly unfortunate. It's highly unfortunate, but it is a human-driven process, and there is a chance whenever dealing with humans that emotion can get involved. And when emotion gets involved, you have situations like yeah. talented players not getting in, and even more talented players not getting in uh, 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 unanimously. When you have someone that's just like, mm, you know what? Because so and so ain't getting unanimous, I'm not gonna let this dude get in unanimous. So yeah, it's all about that's, that's, dude. That's another fucking thing that's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's so. That's another thing that's so fucking stupid. Why yeah. did why, why, what's this rule about people not getting anyway? Okay, I'm I'm gonna stop because I don't want to blow a gasket at you. I don't. I'm, I'm getting tired of cussing voluntarily, so I need to dial it down. But this this whole process just makes me fucking sick, man. It's upsetting, uh, but I, I will say this, though, before we leave. We do still have to celebrate the fact that they are in. We, we, we can't yes. get hung up on the fact. It, it is disappointing. It is upsetting. But we can't get hung up on the fact that they're not getting in unanimously when they should. But, you know, that if they're in. Because you, you know what it does? It gives credence and it gives attention to those Bamas who don't vote for them. So they can right. walk around right. with that power of saying that I was the one that did it. A lot of those times they won't come out and say it verbally, but they they, they still walk around with their power. So, yeah, if you don't pay attention to it, man, it takes away their power. There you go. Well said. Let's get to something more pleasant, shall we, like the NFL Conference Championship weekend. Okay. Ooh. we like, What we expected to happen did happen. Uh, no. um, Kansas City wrecked some shot on uh, on 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 um, on uh, uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, of course San Fran just curb stomped Green Bay again at home. So this is, <laughs> we're not going to go the Super Bowl this week. That's when we stay there for next week. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool to have Mahomes and Rodgers in Super Bowl because you know. State Farm would have ate that shit up. Oh, State Farm would have been clamoring for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their mouths were watering Sunday, hoping for it to happen. Yeah, obviously it didn't happen. I mean, I just think, I mean, couldn't you see that that, that agent now, right? (laughs) The agent. (laughs) He would have been in Miami. Yeah, he would have been in Miami. Miami. Yeah, got been on the field and doing commercials <laughs> and being a character on the sidelines. Oh, that would be that 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 would be great. Yes. But anyway. yeah, man, um, but, I was I was highly, I, I wasn't too shocked by what happened with, um, Houston. I'm sorry, Tennessee and Kansas City. I was more so disappointed. You can't get up that big on Kansas City on the road and allow them to do what they did. But that's what happens with that offense, man. Um, I, I, shouldn't, I can't even say that, that Houston that's, – that's, keep calling them Houston. I can't necessarily say that Tennessee allowed them to do that. That's just what Kansas right. City does. You know, they, they exploit you. They find ways to beat you. And when they got you down, they, they keep with the throttling and they, they just take over the situation. The The – the, the the Green Bay thing, Green Bay. Uh, I shouldn't even call it Green Bay thing. The Green Bay San Francisco game. That was a situation right. where coming into the playoffs, 
we didn't know exactly which Green Bay we were going to get. Being that they were thirteen and three, they were the most confusing thirteen and three teams that I can remember in recent history. Or how good were they mm-hmm. necessarily? And it seemed like that they were exposed on on this past Sunday with uh, with the run game no and, and, and defense no less. Uh, my God, it was almost like it was it was nineteen ninety all over again. Watching a team which is driven well, well I shouldn't even say nineteen ninety. Basically, those was the same premise with the uh, the Seattle Seahawks a couple of years ago when they won the Super Bowl with a, a stout run game and a stout defense, and they just basically just clobbered a Green Bay Packers team that we had questions about anyway. So I didn't yep. think it was going to be that bad. But I think there's an interesting contrast of styles. Mm-hmm. Like like looking at it right, you know, you got the offense versus defense. So it's going to be yeah. a hell of a matchup. We're going to talk more about it next week, obviously, but I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's a fun matchup, and uh, that's what we love football for. But speaking of which, we'll like 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 we'll get to Alan here on this, brother. Speaking mm-hmm. of football, Antonio Brown. I swear to God. Hmm. I, I swear. I swear. I mean, I mean, he had a, a, a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah. Imagine threw rocks at the mover, uh, like like at a mover. Mm-hmm. He and his trainer, his trainer got got arrested, I think, for for assault. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're we're seeing Antonio Brown just. I mean, he's been firing. He's been firing out of control ever since he left New England. Well, actually, no. Since he left Pittsburgh, Since he left Pittsburgh. A, I, think, I don't know if you read a yeah I mean I don't know if you read a, a uh, there was a um, a I think a, a story in the Atlantic about Chronicle in his last few years in Pittsburgh how shit he would do to Big Ben and other people in the, and like like in the locker room how jealous he was of Juju Smith Schuster mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatnot I mean it's dude the thing is this guy is still in his prime. Yes, he is. And he's about to just act his way out of the NFL. Yes, he so, is. I, I don't get it, man. Someone needs to get that dude some help. They need to see. He needs to have people stop recording shit and stop being his yes men and start doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And tell him what he needs to hear. Advise himself because he hasn't been right. You know, someone said the other day he hasn't been right since like Vontez Burford laid him out in, in that playoff game a few years ago. I heard you that as well. Right yes. Mhm. So yeah, and, well, and that's the thing, dude. Uh, to your point, I was actually going to say that I don't think he's been right. I was going to say since we, before he left Pittsburgh, but yeah, with you bringing up that point, that is something that I did hear, and that could that that could be the the the, the, the catalyst that sparked everything. But yeah, I just remember how tumultuous it was in Pittsburgh those last few weeks of his final season there. And then, of course, the, the incident with the last game where he comes to the game wearing a fur coat and then leading to him being traded and everything. So it was just, it's just a huge mess. Now, when you, we talk about a situation like this, like you said, someone was in his camp needs to take him. Needs, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say suggest. They need to it's take him. Phone. Yes, yeah. they need to take him somewhere to get looked at. Um, it reminds me of a documentary I saw a couple of years ago. It's called Finding Joseph I. 
It's about the front man for the all-black punk group uh, 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 Bad Brains, uh, uh, HR, where he was also dealing with with, uh, mental issues, and people around him just said, oh, that's HR, that's who he is, let him be. And I got a strange feeling the same thing is happening with A.B. Matter of fact, the same thing is probably happening with Delonte West, who also just recently had an issue yeah, where he was dealing with the cops recently. It's very sad, man. And and these guys, everyone is just looking at it like, oh, my gosh, that's just how they act, man. That's who they are. They're going to be them. You know, I don't know how to con- – hey, man, you see your boy is, is, is spiraling in town, man. Take him to go get some help, man. Take him. Yeah. Don't. Don't try to talk to him about it. Don't sit there and argue with him about it. Nah, man, don't let him be. If that's someone that you truly care about, man, that truly love, man, take that dude. Take that dude to go get some help, man. And and, and, it, and I don't necessarily believe it's necessarily the responsibility of the NFL, the NFLPA, or the NBA to get those two guys help. It's up to them their friends and their family yeah. to intervene and help these guys out because they're not employed with those organizations at this time, but they should be loved by their friends and family. Take a minute, man. Take a minute. And I, and I hate this. This is something that, oh my God, we've had like what, five incidents over the past two weeks with, with Antonio Brown. Every week, yeah. is, every day is almost with something new with the argument with the baby mom, then the bag of baby penises. Then the whole thing with yeah. the fight with the the YouTube dude. Then the announcement that you know he's being charged with all of that happened within two two and a half weeks, man. Six seven incidents within a week week and a half. That is ridiculous. Somebody needs to talk to this dude. Well, somebody needs to help this dude and help him now because it's it's the, the wheels are falling off. This car right now is right. sliding without without wheels at this point. Yeah, but that's the, that's the scary part. Every time we think it's rock bottom, it ain't. The bottom keep dropping, and 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 I don't. Yeah, then you get this dude some help. Take take this dude to get right. some help because this it's yeah because like you said, he needs to get hit rock bottom. But every time we think it's the bottom, it ain't the bottom. It should, we should, he should have hit yeah. the bottom three times by now. He should have hit the bottom when 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 the Patriots dropped him. He should have. In fact, he should have hit the bottom when uh, 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 the, 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 the Chargers first. Pissed away thirty million dollars. They pissed away thirty million dollars from Oakland. But you know what? You know, logic. Well, illogically, I can understand his whole debate, but at the same time, man, logically, I'm like, nah, dog, you messed that up. So that's kind of a bottom. But the sexual harassment stuff should have been a bottom. It wasn't. Yeah. Then, you know, the whole uh, 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 baby mama thing should have been the bottom. It ain't. This should be another bottom. I'm scared that it's not. And that's the thing that, that bothers me. I This should be another bottom, but oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't right, know man. how to eloquently express it. But yeah, this this should be another bottom. Somebody should go ahead and, and do something, man. And that's the thing. All right, that's, yeah, uh, just, just real quick, I know, um, I'm yeah. sorry, but, but the whole thing with Drew Rosenhaus stepping away from this situation, all of the money he's made from this dude, it shows me right there yeah. that he don't care. 
he's all about money for this. That's the way it seems to me. You know, because if it was if it was really someone that you cared about, you would take this dude to get some help. But you're like, yeah, he looked I'm, I'm going to step away. Yes, you know, I'm only going. I'm gonna step away, and I won't. I won't deal with you until you get help. Help him get help. Right. So get him help. Get him help. Make yes. him get help. Uh, that, that should be it. But I'm one you, more you thing for the pleasant note. On the pleasant note, the pleasant note. Eli Manning stepping away from the from the from, like from the game for good. He's retired. Nothing's retirement. Stop the next official. I think tomorrow. Um. So, Hall of Famer or no? Eli Manning. Okay. Um. Well, first and foremost, of course, people question whether or not why. Or not whether or not, but people question why Eli is retiring now. They truly believe, and I do too, that Eli has a couple of years left within him. My thing is, he probably doesn't want to learn a new system, and I don't fault him. I don't, especially right. if he doesn't want to be a backup, and which in some situations he might be, or he would have to fight to be a starter someplace else. I don't begrudge him. Sixteen years, you've been in, you you got rings, cool. But to answer your question. Do I think he's one? Do I think he's a Hall of Famer? No. Do I believe that he'll get in the Hall? Yes. And the scary part is that he yep. might even be a first balloter. And the reason why is the one thing that everyone keeps saying. It's a three-letter word, which means two things. Two. Those two Super Bowls, those two Super Bowl MVPs, and the fact that they were against. Which every well, a lot of people consider to be one of the best teams in NFL history, the New England Patriots. But I still say, right. hey, those those two games were two, two of the lowest Super Bowl Super Bowl scored games of all time. You know, his numbers during those games weren't necessarily bulky. A lot of his achievements that he has are longevity numbers. He never led the league in anything. Oops, I'm sorry, except for interceptions. And for him to have a 500 record, all of that stuff, just I'm like, there are other QBs who have comparable resumes to you that aren't in uh, Jim Plunkett, but because they don't play, they didn't play in New York because they're not named Eli Manning, and because they didn't, well, and actually, they, actually, Plunkett did. Plunkett beat the Steelers. He beat the 70 Steelers. But yet, people don't look at him as being a Hall of Famer, but they look at Eli. I shrug my shoulders. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand the dude. I don't. Well, yeah, it should be left. I mean, that's why we always stay here in Cincinnati. Kenny Anderson. You got guys like Kenny Anderson Kenny Anderson, who's been who's had team records, who's been, yes. been a great player in this yes. league for years. Uh-huh. I mean, he was the giant force of those '80s teams, of the '80s Bengals teams, like he and Boomer Esiason later. But in the '70s, mm-hmm. forget just how nice uh, 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 um, uh, Kenny Anderson was. And you know, it's a shame that he's not even considered on ballots anymore, which is a tragedy in of itself. Yeah. Uh, but to me, to answer, but, but to me to answer the question about Eli, I agree with you. I don't think he is. Dude, check this out. This is the funniest stat about it. His record, his career record in the regular season is one seventeen and one seventeen. Yes, it is. Five hundred. Mediocre. 
Thank y'all for tuning to the podcast. This is Scott Burks signing off, y'all. Peace.